Just a quick heads up, this show contains sensitive and graphic material that might not be for everyone. If you don't enjoy in-depth true crime, humor about true crime, and drinking, please don't continue. We want to be respectful of the victims in these crimes, but as for the criminals, we just don't give a shit. Welcome to Crimes and Cocktails, a podcast where we explore true crime while drinking a customized cocktail created by Tabitha and Katie. Hey guys, it's Tabitha. And it's Katie. And oh. we're back. <laughs> Bet you guys missed us. Um, it's 12 days into the new year, guys. 12 days. On the 12th day of January. (laughs) What did good fortune bring to me? (laughs) Lots of flooding, guys. Lots of flooding. It's so funny that I'm in Florida where all the hurricanes and chaos and, you know, crazy weather is. And literally the day, the exact day that I left California to fly back to Florida, California gets hit with, like, storms. (laughs) The, the entire state. state and like <laughs> poor katie's dealing with flooding like where she lives your car you said both your cars got flooded so my car got flooded and i was like trying to be upbeat about it and i was like at least your car didn't get flooded and you don't have to take <laughs> your car to the mechanic don't you put that juju on me ricky bobby <laughs> i did and two days after i got my car back <laughs> Taylor's car. i woke up from thunder at like 3 a.m and my dog was freaking out and like the light the room was lighting up like i had somebody had turned the lights on from the lightning and i was just like i'm just gonna go check on those kitties and so <laughs> i went downstairs and we go outside once the winds calm down and we just see the water on our street rising higher and higher and it's just crazy. we're powerless to watch it as it like flooded taylor's car <laughs> oh my gosh like, well um, hopefully my bosses write me a check that won't bounce this time so yeah. I can pay for my mechanic Yeah. <laughs> so where Katie and I are both from, Salinas, uh, when I was a little kid back in 1995, there, which some of you guys may not have even been born yet. But Wait, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. When I was a kid, there was a storm called El Nino that came through. And it flooded the entire like agriculture, like the fields, the, the Salinas River filled up. To the point where Salinas was an island, like you couldn't leave the town. And now I hear that that might happen again because California just has not had rain like this in probably since then. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Probably since then. We're supposed to be going to Salinas this weekend too. And like when I heard that news, I think my car's wheels started shaking. (laughs) They're like, please (laughs) no. Just let us float there. Well, I don't even know. If you, I mean, part of the highway to even get to Salinas is flooded. Yeah. I just, every know. day I'm seeing constant crazy, like, flooding. Houses, it's it's honestly terrible. Like, we're laughing about it, but it's like. I'm I mean, laughing, poor, so I'm, I'm not crying. I mean, Katie's experiencing it firsthand, definitely with the car. And then, I mean, there's people's homes that are, like, 
waist high in water right now. We live off of like a main street in the town that, you know, that Taylor and I are in. And these huge eucalyptus trees blocked off. And then they knocked down um, power lines right outside of, of our street, pretty like right across from our house. And so they were like, it is so bad because there are so many down trees and so many down lines that they weren't able to clear it up for days. And so all they did was just drive with like some sandwich boards and cones and just said danger live wire and then like broke off our street on both danger ends. uh suicide lane right here. <laughs> yeah, no, all day. It was like on Sunday was when the trees fell and all day Sunday Taylor and I were just hearing car crashes because it was people not paying attention cuz they go really fast down the street oh and they God. were just slamming into the tree left and right because there were no cones or anything out. They were cones. Um, be- <laughs> there were no cones. <laughs> <So> <laughs> there was there was too there were too many down trees and power lines down. They just didn't have enough supplies That's or people so crazy. to like yeah put warnings out or to fix it. I mean, I know my family. They you know rolling blackouts and such. One of my high school friends, she lives in a little tiny town of Spreckles, and her place she had to evacuate because oh yeah, it's an island there. Yeah. It's just it's it's just crazy right now. I mean, I don't know. It's like to me, <laughs> it literally looks like a hurricane hit California, and I mean, yeah, so we many were the beaches are hit with damage. Yeah, like I was like, they clocked winds at like seventy miles per hour at by my house. Uh, wind gusts like, or the actual wind? The wind, like wind gusts. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's there's a difference there. So gust is like like a. Whoosh, of wind that goes up to 70 miles and then if it's just constant wind then that's that's fucking crazy no i don't know if it was constant or not probably I was gusts of outside. wind it would I like, be i think your place would be blown over <laughs> probably <laughs> where i work we have a lot of aircraft on display and i was having it, the wind was so crazy that it was moving our like aircraft that way like yeah a lot like so you gotta 50, think 000, like sixty thousand pounds Gut, I mean, the wind was probably still, it was probably like 40 or something like that, and then gusts of 70, which is still pretty It was pretty crazy. Intense. We have a 727, a Boeing, which is like what people, you know, fl- when you're going on a flight, that's what you're in is a plane like that. And um, the wind was moving it. It was jumping the chalks. So I had to take <laughs> with my volunteers and use a forklift to take these three-ton, like, weighted block things that we have and tie it down all around so it wouldn't run into our building. (laughs) Jeez. This sucks. So great. Yeah, it's just, it's wild. I mean, yeah, December was a shit show. (laughs) Dude. Just, it was. And we always say this, like, this is, like, you listen to our podcast, you're like, fuck these fucking bitches, man. They just constantly talk about their sad, pathetic Like, I know that you guys probably don't believe that this bad (laughs) stuff actually happens to us, but I'm 100% I'm telling you, I wish I was lying. But I don't want to be, like, that person that just is like, oh, my gosh, this happened to me, this happened to me, this happened to me, or, like, bring it on to myself. It's just, no. December was really bad, and I felt really good to, like, honestly, like, the more I look back on last year, the more that I'm like, yeah, I'm really, I'm really ready to leave 2022. Like 2020 was a bad year, but I feel like it was better than last year for me. And I'm just yeah. like, all right, I'm ready for a new year. So, I mean, obviously this new year is really starting with a bang and poor, you know, Katie and all my friends and family over there in California are really struggling with that. But we do have some good 
news that just happened today, which yep. is going to be tomorrow for you guys. Cause it honestly made my day. So. Yes. <laughs> so go. as you guys know, part of my shit-tember month of December, I lost, um, my social media was all hacked into, and that affected our podcast social media, and everything just got completely deleted. Well, I through some networking, was able to get a hold of a live person at Facebook, and we got our Instagram back. And it's back, baby. It's back, baby. And I got my personal one. I got my personal Facebook back. Like, it's just, I don't even, like, I had already been like, yeah, I'm never getting that back. I've already, I was over it. I was like, okay, move on, whatever. But I think, Katie, you texted me because I actually had that thought right before you texted me. I was like, man, I haven't heard back from that representative because I had been emailing mm-hmm. a representative back and forth. I'm like, that kind of bums me out. Maybe he doesn't want to help me, which would make sense because it's Facebook. And then you texted me like, look, we got back. And I'm like, wait, what? So then I started digging through my personal emails. And that's where I found that my personal IG and, and Facebook and everything was restored too. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so... It's our year. Yeah. <laughs> it's the silver lining. <laughs> it's so exciting to have it back. We were very sad because I'm like, I, you know, trying to start a new social media page. I'm like, it just feels like crap. starting over again and everything. And like, yeah. in a lot of ways, I feel like I am doing that just in my personal life. And yeah. in a lot of ways, I feel like I am starting over and I don't know, like so much stuff happened in December that, you know, like the new year, the whole new year, new me kind of thing. Like sometimes like shut up. But that is literally my my mantra right now is I'm like, yes, new year, new me. We got the podcast stuff back. Um, but like Katie and I were talking about right before we got our podcast back, I think both of us are kind of thinking like, what are we doing here? Should we keep doing this podcast? Like, yeah. I feel like we're just... I was telling Katie, I'm like, I feel like we're that bum friend of yours that just like <laughs> owes you like 20 bucks and you're never going to get it. And I'm I'll like, oh, man, <laughs> I got you on Friday. I get paid. Oh, shit. You know what? Um, I forgot my cat needs food, so I'll get you and next I week. <laughs> I got mugged. <laughs> I know. I honestly was thinking about it yesterday. I was like, I should make a TikTok of all the stupid shit that's happened in my life because <laughs> I'm that friend. <laughs> I'm that friend. You know that one friend that, like, when you feel bad about your life and then you have a 10-minute conversation with that one friend and then suddenly you feel so much better about your life because their life is so much more chaotic than yours? I'm that friend. <laughs> but you so. do pay people back. so. <laughs> but I do pay people back. And I think that this podcast is going to be a lot better about paying people back. So... We're going to wrap up with this torso murder case because we promised you we would, even though... I don't want to anymore because I'm like, you know what? New year, new podcast, new me, new episodes. Like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. But we're going to wrap it up. It's going to be very short. And then we've got a couple single shots that I think we're going to make public for everyone just to kind of get in the swing of things again. Mm-hmm. And then we have a couple actual fun ideas coming that are going to be way better researched, too, because I'm not going to lie. Like our we've been we've been giving you guys shit work. Like I don't even know if anyone's still listening to us at this point anymore, but we've been giving you sloppy work and I'm not about that. New year, new me, new podcast. <laughs> new research. And new research. 
we've been thinking of an idea for a while and Tabitha was like, let's make it a series and sent over some ideas. And I think you guys are going to be excited. <laughs> so it's going to be but not finger related looking at the same good. Time. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> so it's going to be finger looking good. <laughs> I'm loving it. That's for sure. <laughs> you guys will get that when you get the i'm not gonna make promises yet so because you don't know yeah, how we are with our promises so <laughs> i think half the reason can you i get taken away in a tornado tomorrow so to let's just for being bums and then we don't deliver so then we look more like a bum let's <laughs> just have you guys expecting the bare minimum from us and then we will start to exceed your expectations so yeah yeah that's what i think we need to do <laughs> That's how I should live my life. You know what? I will say, <laughs> you know, to give us nothing. some credit, with everything that goes on, no matter how many times, we do drag our carcass out and do records. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, even tonight, we started recording and my audio was not working at all and Katie couldn't hear me. Classic. And uh, we were like, <laughs> fucking hey, man, it's like 10 o'clock over my time. And I'm just like, I don't know, can you record this day? No, I can't record that day. It's already hard for us to figure out when we can record. Yeah. And then it turns out it was my freaking audio driver on my laptop that needed to be updated, and that's going to take six hours. And I was like, oh, wait, I have my work laptop. Let's try that. So yeah. So here we are. <laughs> We're here. We showed up. So Give let's do it. So if you are not following or one of our Instagrams, you might be following the, was it, what's the new one? Crimes.cocktails? That's the new yeah, one? Yeah, Crimes.cocktails. So if you are following that one, you should go and follow Crimes and Cocktails, which is the OG one. We'll I do think a we'll, cross post to catch yeah, everybody. But I think we'll kind of let the uh, the newer IG live a little bit and t- just to try and remind people to cross over and then yeah. we'll let it fade into existence. But <clears throat> yeah. And then our Twitter which is oh, uh, uh, <laughs> our Twitter is cocktails crimes, and then our Patreon is crimes and cocktails. Yeah, so that's where you can go over for our single shots. The top that was talking about making public this time around. Um, yeah, they're pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool. And for the patrons, um, I think I just wrote a note in there, kind of keeping you guys up to date as well. Because of the storm, a lot of mail's been affected, and it's just <laughs> just a shit show of life. But you guys do have stuff coming, and I'm not just making it up. (laughs) (laughs) They're really cute. She showed them to me. Yeah, but everyone, you know, wish good things. It's Katie's birthday this weekend, so there's that. It's got to be some good shit coming. Um, I think that a Halloween giveaway is going to be a birthday giveaway. You know what's a good thing? I quit my job today. Oh, (laughs) that's always a good thing go i got out of it and uh i start a new job later this month <laughs> see see things are already picking up we got our yes. ig back you quit your job um there's that <laughs> <laughs> it's looking up it's looking up it's looking it's looking it's looking up all right let's go ahead and dive back into this so uh if you guys remember we've been drinking the bloody mary this whole time <laughs> Every day. Every day. <laughs> day of my life. I don't believe in dry Januarys and neither should you. So here we are with our Bloody Mary. <laughs> Might be a quadruple. So when we last chatted, we had wrapped up the torso murders. <laughs> Honestly, just give that episode. It was terrible. But um, 
it kind of left us rather unresolved because if you guys remember, there's just been like dozens of these torso murders, right? All around Cleveland, which I think they should really, they should change the spelling of Cleveland to Cleve, Cleveland, Cleveland. Yes. <laughs> um, but this case is still unsolved. It's almost a hundred years later, which I personally hate unsolved cases. Like I know a lot of you true crime fans out there love it because you like to, you know, get on the interwebs and like do your own investigating and like figure it all out. I hate it. I like don't like unsolved cases because no, I, I like want closure. I want closure. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know what happens. I want to know who did it. And with all the science we have today, I'm like, how do we not know? Like, it just drives me crazy. And I don't like all the conspiracy theories in a lot of cases and things. So, yeah. But it is what it is. So the only suspect that there was, if you guys remember, has been exonerated since. Tragically, he, uh, we think, was murdered in prison to basically just be a cover-up so they could have a patsy and say, yeah, this guy did it, and then be done with it. Yeah. Um but there have been some other quote unquote torso murders or murders that seem like they could be related to the torso murders, which also sucks because when you don't find the killer, it doesn't really stop the killer. Um, and this case could be much bigger than we think it is. Actually, the first one that I'm gonna talk about, I actually think could be connected. So, if you guys remember, these torso murders, they all took place in the 30s. So this, this is happening the same time frame as that. On July 1st, 1936, a headless male body was found in a boxcar in Newcastle, Pennsylvania. And later they discovered, uh, I think it was about four years later, yeah, so May 3rd, 1940, they discovered a few more headless bodies that were also found in nearby boxcars in McGee's Rocks, Pennsylvania. And then apparently there's a lot of like little swamplands kind of around the Newcastle area too. And separately, for some reason, they were not linked to each other at this time. But between the years of 1921 and 1942, which is 20 years, mind you, Dang. 20 years, they found even more dismembered bodies uh, in these swamps, and the cuts were extremely similar to the cuts of the torso murders in Cleveland, and the way that the bodies were found was almost identical to the Cleveland torsos. So these bodies, eventually over time, people of Newcastle, they're kind of like, okay, hey, we have a serial killer here, and they named this serial killer the Murder Swamp Killer. So the Murder Swamp Killer is eerily similar to the Butcher of Kingsbury Run. Here's why I think they could totally be connected. There is a railroad that connects these two areas, um, the Baltimore and the Ohio Railroad. They so easily someone could be jumping on a train and go from Kingsbury Run to this swamp area and back and forth and do that. And it's happening in the same time span. It's happening in the 30s, this whole like time frame. So to me, it kind of makes sense um, that they that would, would be related. Yeah, mm -hmm. like I just, I'm like, uh, duh. Cause what are the odds that some too. other person is doing the same exact thing? Yeah, in that close of a distance from each other. I just looked it up and even like today, if you were to drive, it's less than two hours. Oh my gosh, it totally has to be connected. Yeah. 
Well, we're not the only ones that think it was connected. Detective Mario Marilo, I think that's how you say it. He was also convinced that these two were connected. Um, and he tried to, he actually spent any free day he had, he would dress undercover and he would ride the railroads hoping to find someone suspicious on that's the trains. Yeah, it's commitment. Unfortunately, nothing came from this and there wasn't any like connection officially made between the two cases, which I feel like someone should really go back and look at that because it just seems like, duh. It yeah. seems like a duh moment to me. I'm just like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Duh. No, seriously. So there's another couple of murders that may be connected to, um, the, um, to these. There's, in 1950, a decapitated body was found at a business in Cleveland. The coroner determined that the body had been dead for six to eight weeks, and the victim had died from decapitation. The victim was 41-year-old Robert Robertson. <laughs> Quite the name. <laughs> so original. Uh, yeah. Well, the, um, the victim had similarities to the torso murders, and the media linked them. The police actually determined that this was probably an isolated murder. And now for this one that I'm sure... I mean, 1950 does seem kind of like... A little bit late. It'd be 30 years later. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. possible, but... Yeah, possible, but, you know, not probable. So um, so another murder that some are um, wanting to connect to the torso murders is the Black Dahlia. Um, so we might cover this murder at some point. I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with it. Um, but just a little bit of a background. The Black Dahlia murder was a 1947 murder of 22-year-old aspiring actress Elizabeth Short. Her death was actually on January 14th or 15th. So this week um, would actually be the 76th anniversary of her death. Happy um, anniversary. I'm just kidding. And my birthday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to me. Um, her death became famous because of how just how gruesome it was. Her body was dismembered very similar, similarly to the torso murders. Um, and even with 150 suspects, there's no conclusion to her death. It's, you know, it remains unsolved just like a lot. Well, just like all of the torso murder, um, murder victims. Yeah. So I definitely can possible. see like why they would think that because her body was pretty much like on public display, but mm -hmm. I just don't, like, see that to me. Like, I don't know. I mean, we'll get into the Black Dolly case, I think, like you said, eventually at some point. Yeah. But even the demographic is just, it's just such a different from, from, I mean, if you guys remember, the torso murders have all happened kind of in the shady part of town, right? You know, kind of, mm -hmm. and it's a lot of people that, like people don't sadly people don't notice go missing sometimes and so i don't know and it just seems like such a jump to go from cleveland to la like and you yeah. feel like if he did move to la you feel like there'd definitely be a whole lot more tor torso murders so yeah like what do you do go on vacation and just be like let me get one <laughs> just one more just remember the good days yeah <laughs> maybe <laughs> but no it's like the same time frame it's 1947 so I don't know. I definitely do think the swamp murder killer is related. Like maybe it's two guys and they're like partners or something. Cause I mean, it is kind of a lot of bodies, but that is possible. I do think it's related. I just am like, yeah, that makes sense. Like maybe he started in the murder swamp area and then moved to Cleveland and then started going back and forth or something, or he worked mm -hmm. the railroad system or how <sighs> I could spin off thinking about all this stuff. 
So, yeah. So uh, it's just, it's wild that there's so many of these torso murders. Like, especially when you think about the fact that the swamp murder could be connected to this. I mean, that's just, that's a lot of murders. That's a lot of freaking murders. I can't even do the math. I'm like, was that like 50 murders or something? It's, it's really unsettling. It's just kind of like, shit, dude. Some guy was like getting away with doing this for a long ass time. Um, We talked about in previous episodes, how many people they questioned. They probably did question him at one point. Oh yeah, for sure. He just... And I mean, like what we know now, especially with like FBI profiling and all that stuff, I mean, this guy had to have been keeping up with the news. He probably was really infatuated with the news about it. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe he was trying to insert himself or be a helpful guy. Like, who knows? I mean, that just, especially the fact that he was putting them out on display, it means that it's something he was like showing off. Yeah, he was proud of his work. Yeah, so I, I definitely think this guy prob- probably had talked to officers more than once. I mean, probably was trying to offer them advice or assistance even or something he like that. He was the coroner. Okay. Oh, my gosh. He was <laughs> Elliot Ness. No. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, as you might imagine from all these horrible and gruesome evil murders... There have been some major hauntings in that area of Cleveland, especially the Kingsbury Run area. It's been said by many people that happen to be in that area, because Kingsbury Run, I looked it up. I just, I looked up like a then and a now picture, and it's still kind of just a waste area. It's a lot of like, um, what do you call it? Kind of like, uh, kind of like a work area, like factory kind of area kind of thing it's just industrial industrial that's the word i was looking for (laughs) it is uh it is very late over here um industrial area so but it is said that a lot of people have heard or seen shadowy figures or heard they feel like of like ghosts of of people like kind of wandering around this area looking lost and so some people think that these are probably the victims that are maybe looking for like their missing limbs and stuff, which I think is, like, a really grotesque thought. Yeah. Or just, I don't know, just kind of sad, too, to think of, like, oh, my gosh, in the afterlife you're just wandering around like that. So, and then if you guys remember the first victim that we discussed, the Lady of the Lake, uh, it has been said that some people say that they see occasionally a red buoy kind of floating up and down in Lake Erie, but then when they go to, like, investigate or get closer it just isn't there anymore so if you guys remember in the beginning when we talked about this in the part one uh they thought that there was a red buoy floating and then when they further looked at it, it was actually a t- the torso of the woman the, the lady of the lake so some people think that this is like her ghost or her body like floating up and down still to like haunt people in that way which is really unsettling and i would never ever swim there ever nope oh god just pops up nope. ah! <laughs> so, uh, so carlo zuzik a bartender at great lakes brewing company said that he's seen the shadow figure of a woman walking down the hall stop and slowly walk into the wall he said that he was overcome with dread and sadness apparently several patrons of this brew pub have also seen this um this woman's shadow the pub is the same location where Elliot Ness used to come and have a drink and work on the case during the torso murders. Some have seen her wearing all black. Some just see the shadow. 
Um, they think it might be the apparition of Florence Palillo. Um, and that was the woman whose dismembered body was found in the two bushel baskets wrapped in burlap. Yeesh. No thanks. Another area that is um, seems to have a lot of like hauntings going on is the 55th Street Bridge. Uh, this is where they actually found the head, if you guys remember, the, the quote-unquote tattooed man. And the face of the tattooed man is one of the faces that the police actually made a molded mask of, and you can actually still see that at the Cleveland Police Museum, which is so crazy to me when I think about that. They have three of those heads that have been, um, they made like a face you know, like a death mask, basically. And they used it, I mean, it's pretty genius. They used it, right, to try and get people to be like, do you recognize this person? But yeah. it's also just so eerie to me that, I don't know, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's, it's so creepy. And that they're still there. I mean, like, I do want to go and see them someday if I'm ever in that part of the country. But but people have said, this, this really freaked me out. Uh, some people have said that when they had, like, especially people with tattoos and they happen to be that around that area, they said it feels like someone is rubbing their fingertips across their tattoos, like as if someone is like admiring them, Eek. which it really freaks me out. If we ever go, I'm wearing like a long sleeve turtleneck. Yeah. <laughs> no completely <touching>. covered. <laughs> Don't they, touch a lot tattoo. of people think that it's the tattooed man, like reminiscing of like his tattoos, which I'm like, maybe... I don't know. That's kind of weird, but yeah. Yeah. And then if you guys remember, Jackass Hill was also another place where multiple bodies were found. And there's been a couple in all these areas. I mean, definitely there are, you know, people that maybe just be passing by and they have some weird feelings. And then there's people who are going looking for stuff, right. That are going on paranormal tours and et cetera. But apparently it has been said by multiple people that anytime they're kind of around that area of Jackass Hill, that it just, it's like a really heavy feeling and it just feels like just pure evil there. So yeah, doesn't sound like a great place to be. So I was reading that um, there's a couple of businesses in Cleveland that do bus tours that are dedicated to the murders and hauntings. Um, it takes you actually to thir the 13 spots where bodies were found. Um, which is kind of a creepy thought. <laughs> I don't think I would want to go on that tour. Um, especially after, Not after our tour. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's two hours, 13 stops. It's interesting. Um, these murders, obviously, besides, I mean, obviously we're still talking about it this long afterwards. Um, you know, it's fascinating because it's, it's crazy. It's disturbing. Um, and it's unsolved, but um, it was also the inspiration of a 2018 movie called Torso Murderer. How um, original. Prob probably won't be watching that either. Um, <laughs> and then an actual, like, a um, illustrated, you know, comic book, graphic novel, whatever you want to call it, um, book series that's just called Torso. Um, that I would actually be interested in because I guess the author was able to look at all the records, like police records for these cases, and use that to kind of tell the story of Elliot Ness and how he was approaching. Oh, that's this interesting. Yeah. I did also see that there is a train that will take you along the railroad that you can, like a haunted train ride oh. that will go along the railroad. That sounds creepy. I'll probably creepy. do that. <laughs> oh, that sounds creepy. <laughs> but yeah, you, I mean, you see 
like there's some random man talking to you on there and then suddenly he disappears and that was him riding yeah. the train to the swamps uh. <laughs> okay i would jump off in the swamp <laughs> yeah i'm <laughs> sure there are a lot of more haunted ghost stories and such that you could just really dive into in that area i mean even when i was looking into like cleveland hauntings there was so much more that were not even related to the torso murders. So it's just an old city with a lot of history and any of those places, you're definitely going to find a lot of haunting. So for sure. But our sources for this three pata case are only in your Cleveland.com, the Cleveland police museum.org, Haunted History, Newspapers.com, and the book by James Jessen Badal, I think is how you say it, is In the Wake of the Butcher. So, this concludes the Torso Murders. Um, yeah, I'm done with it. Yeah, that's all we gotta say. Um, <laughs> that's all we gotta say. I hope you enjoyed. It's, it's not that I didn't, like, want to learn about this. I was so mesmerized by this case. I was like, how have I never heard of this? Like, oh my gosh, and blah, blah, blah. But then I, I honestly think that because of all the stress that Katie and I went through in the last six weeks, it just yeah. made it like, I don't even want to record this. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. So you just kind of yeah, feel I know. like it. I feel the same way. I'm just like, I just want to start fresh. And yes. like you said earlier, it was just the lingering bit that we yeah. needed to finish. So we are we on, on to better things, fresh start, fresh things coming. Fresh um, buckets of things. Fresh buckets of things. Crispy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no one's laughing now because I don't know what we're talking about. But soon, soon. You'll be laughing. You'll be laughing. I can promise you that. <laughs> I can promise you that. So yeah. So that's it. Um, like I said, we got a couple single shots coming out too that we'll kind of make available for everyone. And mm-hmm. um, if you are already following us on our original Instagram, Crimes and Cocktails, good for you. We'll see you back on there. If mm-hmm. you are not and you're following the new one, swap on over and follow the OG one. And if you're not following either of them, then you should definitely follow them because we're going to start posting more shit on there, more memes and more fun uh, drink recipes and all that stuff. So it's been real, guys. We're we're on the first, the second week of January. 2023. 2023 is our year. 2023. (laughs) It's our year. We're going to manifest great things this year. So that every time you listen to us, it's not a whole like, well, lost my dog today. (laughs) God, don't put that juice in one. I can't handle it. I already lost one dog this past year. Oh, no. Okay. Okay, yeah. We're we're manifesting good things. Good things. I feel like I need to just start, like, every day when I wake up, commit to being, like, one thing I'm happy and grateful for. Yes. I think that's a good thing. Because there is so much that i am very happy about and grateful yeah for, but it's just easy to to be like and it so. is it is really yeah. easy to get sucked into like all the negative things especially i mean when we spend most of our lives on our phones on social media and you got the news like cramming shit down your throat like i can't even look at political stuff right now because i'm like yeah i can't handle oh, that like I, yeah i honestly don't know what's going on and i honestly <laughs> don't care like i, I mean right i now. care but i like don't care because i'm like i can't mentally handle that right now yeah and i can't mentally handle like sometimes people want to you know be like 
oh, you don't even know what's going on in other countries. I'm like, I can't handle that right now. I can really yeah. handle what's going on in my own country. I can't handle what's going on in other countries. I can't handle what's going on in my own personal life. So just focus on today. Tomorrow, I'm going to go get myself, it's payday, so I'm going to go get myself a delicious latte. <laughs> Treat yourself. <laughs> Treat yourself. I'm getting a massa- my first sports massage this weekend. I'm very excited. <sighs> So if I don't end up being able to go to Salinas, what I want to do is one of those um, salt tanks. Have you seen those where you can like float? Float. That sounds yeah. good. I seen like uh, I've heard. I had, think I had a pregnant friend that used to do those. Because like you just, it's like your body's like weightless. So she felt like oh, mm-hmm. like I can actually like lay and I don't feel like I have weight on my back and stuff. Yeah, you're just like in a pod by yourself with like some music, and it's supposed to be like a. Almost like a deprivation thing or whatever, but... I mean, I think you would totally love that. You love taking baths and stuff like that already. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of like your calming leg zone, so... Yeah. I say, do it. Yep. Do it. <laughs> I'm yep. really excited. Like, this weekend, I I literally have set aside money for myself to, like, treat myself this weekend. I'm like, all right, I'm getting the... Mas- I, I never get massages. I think I've had two massages in my entire life. And my shoulders have been so messed up for so long that I was like, that's it. Like, it's not even like that much. Like, I will go to the bar and spend $100 on drinks for me and my friends. But for some reason, I won't (laughs) spend $100 on a massage. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, yeah. Doing that and getting my nails done. It's going to be good. It's going to be a great, it's going to be a great week. (laughs) Yes. Good things coming. All right, guys. We will catch you on the flip side, and it's going to be the cool side of the pillow. So, yes, it is. Have a good night. (laughs) Bye.